Hello, so I'm going to be discussing criminal law and civil law. Another commonly different uh, difference between criminal law and civil law, um, another commonly drawn distinction is between criminal, criminal law and civil law. Criminal in this context means not just the law set out in the criminal code, but also includes any federal or provincial laws that define offenses and provide for punishments resulting from convictions. Right, these are known as quasi-criminal or penal to distinguish them from true crimes, which are always federal. So, um, criminal and quasi-criminal law is characterized by the seriousness of the consequences. A conviction can result in the loss of individual liberty, which is the most severe punishment known to Canadian law and by a strong emphasis on the procedural rights of the accused. As a general rule, the Crown prosecutes criminal and quasi-criminal cases and bears the burden of proving that the accused is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, right? So if somebody um, commits a crime in criminal and quasi-criminal cases, the burden will fall on the crown and they have to prove that the accused is actually guilty beyond a reasonable doubt civil law disputes relate to property contracts towards licensing non-contractual obligations and similar matters parties to civil law disputes tend to be private persons or corporations and sometimes other entities Although the government can also be a part of a civil dispute, for example, when it, it contracts with a construction firm to build the highway, the most common remedy sought in civil law cases is an award of monetary damages. Civil disputes do not involve the serious consequences of criminal disputes, i.e. they do not result in imprisonment or a criminal record, nor are the procedural rights in a civil dispute as stringent as those found in criminal law a plaintiff in a similar in a civil case may only prove his or her case on a balance of probabilities civil law has another specialized meaning in canada as it applies to the laws of quebec while the other nine provinces in canada derive their system of private law from the english courts of common law and equity the private law of quebec is drawn from a roman french tradition based on a civil code it is therefore common to refer to Quebec as a civil law jurisdiction and refer to the other nine provinces as common law jurisdictions. The principal difference between the two systems is that the common law is created as judges decide particular cases and make reference to past precedents, while the civil law is set out in the compre compre comprehensive code that frames broad general principles to be applied in specific cases. Canada is a bi-juralist country in that it incorporates both common law and civil law systems in one federal state. So next we're going to discuss Canada's court system. So Canada's court system, like every other part of Canada's system of government, is marked by the complexity and diversity inherent in a federal state. There are both federal and provincial courts, each with its own hierarchy of trial and appellant levels. 
There are also specialized federal courts such as the Tax Court of Canada and the military courts that deal exclusively with particular federal matters. The federal and provincial levels of government have also created a wide variety of court-like administrative tribunals that hold hearings and decide disputes arising under various specialized statutes dealing with matters such as labor relations, human rights, social assistance, and immigration. Ultimately, um, all courts and tribunals in Canada, whether federal or provincial, are subject to the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court of Canada. In this way, the great diversity of provincial and fed federal tribunals and courts across Canada are unified in one single system, with the Supreme Court of Canada at its apex set sitting as the final court of appeal for all Canadians. So next we're going to discuss provincial courts. So each province, let's say Ontario, has a trial court typically known as the provincial court that is created by provincial statute and whose judges and justice of the peace are appointed by the provincial government. In Ontario, the provincial court is named Ontario Court of Justice. Provincial courts are typically made up of two kinds of judicial officer, provincial court judges, and justices of the peace. Provincial court judges are appointed from among the lawyers of the province by provincial government. In Ontario, lawyers must be called to the bar for at least 10 years before they are eligible to be appointed a judge of the provincial court. Justice of the peace, made by contrast, are not required to have legal training prior to appointment, although many of them do. Provincial court judges and justices have judicial independence. Once appointed by the provincial government, they have security of tenure and generally may only be removed prior to reaching the age of mandatory retirement when incapacitated or disabled from the due execution of their office. Provincial courts have only the jurisdiction assigned to them by statute. This means that they have only those powers that are granted to them by statute and may decide only the types of cases set out for them by statute. The Constitution places limits on the kinds of powers that may be granted to a provincial court. Such courts may not be given powers that are exclusively reserved for superior courts. Provincial courts are the trial courts for most criminal prosecutions, including summary conviction offenses, youth offenses, and some but not all indictable offenses, as well as for all provincial offenses, such as highway traffic violations and regulatory prosecutions, example, occupational health and safety offenses and environmental offenses. They do not hear jury trials or trials of the most serious indictable offenses, such as murder, Provincial courts also perform other functions in the criminal justice system, such as authorizing search warrants and arrest warrants, and conducting preliminary inquiries to determine whether there is sufficient evidence for an accused to stand trial for an indictable offense. In addition to their role in criminal and penal justice, provincial courts also decide many kinds of family law disputes, including cases, cases related to spousal and child support and child protection proceedings. Provincial courts, however, do not hear divorce cases. Generally, the division of provincial courts may be appealed to the provincial superior courts. 
Uh, next is provincial tribunals. There are many administrative tribunals created by provincial legislation to decide disputes arising under particular statutes. Persons appointed to these tribunals are chosen by the provincial government or through another process set out by the provincial statutes. These appointees are not judges and may or may not be lawyers, but frequently have specified specialized knowledge or expertise relating to the particular subject matter of the tribunal. Unlike judges, members of administrative tribunals do not enjoy judicial independence. Typically, they are appointed for a fixed term that may or may not be renewed once their term elapses. Example of administrative tribunals in Ontario include the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario, which hears and decides applications under the Human Rights Code, the Ontario Labor Relations Board, which hears and decides matters under the Labor Relations Act, the Health Service Appeal and the Review Board, which determines disputes relating to OHIP coverage, and the various professional discipline bodies, such as the Law Society Tribunal, which hears cases concerning the professional conduct of lawyers and paralegals. All provincial tribunals are subject to supervision and judicial review by provincial superior courts. This means that the persons who are aggrieved by a decision or action of a provincial tribunal may seek a remedy from a provincial superior court. There is a body of case law that creates rules for the proper conduct of provincial, provincial administrative tribunals. Tribunals that do not comply with these rules may have their decision overturned by the courts. So next is federally appointed courts. Provincial superior courts and provincial courts of appeal. Each province has a provincial superior court and a court of appeal. In Ontario, these courts are called the Superior Courts of Justice and the Court of Appeal for Ontario, respectively. The provincial superior courts and courts of appeal are kind of a hybrid federal-provincial body. The province has responsibility for the establishment and administration of its superior and appellate courts, including the courthouses and court staff, but it is the federal government that appoints the judges and pays for their salaries. Judges of the provincial superior courts and courts of appeal may be removed from office only by parliament. Provincial superior courts are courts of inherent jurisdiction. This means that they have jurisdiction to hear and decide every kind of legal dispute unless a statute specifically provides otherwise. This is in contrast to the provincial courts and also the federal courts which are created by statute and have only those powers and can only hear those kind of cases specifically granted to them by statute. Indeed, the Supreme Court of Canada has held that provincial superior courts have a core of jurisdiction, including the power to punish for contempt of court guaranteed by the Constitution that cannot be removed even by statute. Provincial superior courts are the trial courts for a great many legal matters, including substantially all civil actions dealing with contracts, torts, property, divorce, jury trials, and trials of the most serious indictable criminal offenses such as murder. In Ontario, there is a branch of the superior court called the divisional court that hears appeals from certain decisions of the superior court and from certain administrative tribunals. Additionally, it hears applications for judicial review of actions or decisions of the provincial tribunals and provincial courts. 
The small claims court is also a branch of the superior court, although this court is unique in that the judicial officers who preside there are frequently deputy judges, lawyers appointed by the superior court itself with the approval of the provincial attorney general. Small claims court is a less formal civil trial court that handles cases where the amount of money or value of the goods involved is 35000 or less. The Court of Appeal for Ontario is the province's highest court. It hears appeals from cases that can arise in all other levels of provincial court, including criminal cases, judicial review, civil actions, and regulatory proceedings. In some kind of cases, such as significant civil or criminal trials held in superior court, the losing party has a right to appeal to a court of appeal. In other kind of cases, such as appeals from divisions of the divisional court or cases that have already been appealed once from, provision, from provincial court to superior court, the losing party may ask the permission of the court of appeal before an appeal can proceed in that court. The process for asking permission of the court of appeal to begin appeal is called seeking leave to appeal. Typically, the court of appeal only grants leave to appeal when the case represents some significant legal issues. So next, we're going to discuss federal courts. Parliament has established a system of federal courts to hear civil, non-criminal cases that arise under federal statute or that involve the federal government or its agencies. The federal court functions as a civil superior court that hears trials in involving federal areas of law such as intellectual property law, competition law, and litigation involving federal crown corporations or government departments. The federal court also hears appeals or judicial review applications from certain federal administrative tribunals or decision makers such as the Immigration and Refugee Board of Canada. Appeals from the federal court go to the federal court of appeal, which also hears cases that come directly from certain federal tribunals, such as the Canadian Industrial Relations Board. In addition to the federal court and federal court of appeal collectively, the federal courts, Parliament has also established certain specialized courts, such as the Tax Court of Canada and the military courts, to hear legal cases that arise in particular federal contexts. So next, we're going to discuss federal tribunals. Parliament has created a number of specialized federal boards and tribunals to deal with matters arising under particular federal statutes. Examples include the Competition Tribunal, which hears matters relating to anti-competitive business practices, the Canadian Industrial Relations Board, which hears labor disputes arising in federally regulated workplaces, and the Immigration and Refugee Board of Canada, which determines questions arising under federal immigration law, including refugee determinations. These federal tribunals are subject to judicial supervision by the federal courts. So next, I'm going to discuss the Supreme Court of Canada. Parliament has also established the Supreme Court of Canada as the final and general court of appeal for all legal disputes in Canada. The nine judges of the Supreme Court are appointed by the federal government. At least three of the judges must be appointed from among the judges or lawyers of the Quebec. The remaining ju judges are typically drawn from across the country. The Supreme Court of Canada hears appeals from decisions of the provincial and territorial courts of appeal and from the federal court of appeal 
In extremely rare, rare circumstances, it can also hear appeals from decisions of lower courts that have not gone to the provincial courts of appeal. The federal government appoints the judges of the Supreme Court of Canada typically, but not exclusively from among the judges of the federal and provincial courts of appeal. In most cases, a party who loses a case in provincial or federal court of appeal and wishes to appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada must seek leave to appeal. The Supreme Court will only grant leave in cases of public importance. In most cases where leave is sought, the Supreme Court does not grant it. In certain criminal cases, for example, where the Court of Appeal has convicted someone who was acquitted at trial, the losing party has an automatic right to appeal to the Supreme Court. This is known as an appeal of right. The federal government has the power to ask the Supreme Court of Canada to provide an advisory opinion on questions of law. For example, the Supreme Court may be asked to give its opinion on whether a proposed federal law would be constitutionally valid. This procedure is known as a reference case. Reference cases sometimes relate to the future or hypothetical events. Would this law be valid if it were enacted by Parliament? And sometimes relate to a law that is already in force. In a reference case, the Supreme Court hears submissions from the federal government and from any other interested party who is permitted to participate. The court gives reasons for its decision, but there is no lower court decision that is under appeal. While a decision on a reference case is not strictly speaking legally binding, in practice such decisions are treated as authoritatively or any other Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court of Canada is the final arbiter of all legal disputes in Canada arising in all areas of law. This makes the Supreme Court a powerful centralizing or unifying institution in a country where legal decision making is ordinary divided among a variety of different pro federal provincial and territorial governments and courts